Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about the 2021 Oscars. Kinda. Who watched them, you know? But in terms of us covering it on this show, the Oscars are just like a good time marker and kind of excuse to talk about the past year or so of movies. Although it's been a little bit longer than that because usually they're like February-ish. And this year, they're all the way in April, which factored in in other ways, but we'll save that for the moment. So we'll talk about some of the ceremony, but just kind of in general with movies and also even TV, because the line is so blurred now that why not merge them? I wouldn't say that I'm like super surprised that there were Oscars for technically last year, but there probably shouldn't have been any Oscars. For last year's and they should have just bundled it up for the next one or some shit yeah i mean it was such a weird year for movies in general where first of all so much got pushed back that would have been part of this right and not even necessarily all ones that would be for the oscars i mean some bigger blockbusters some smaller art house ones but just a lot of stuff that would have been probably nominated or in the race wasn't there and it was kind of like slim pickings for the year and even in general i mean movie theaters were closed and not a ton came out on streaming even for tv stuff got pushed back too so i don't know how did you feel about this last year or so in movies and even tv since the last oscars episode we did which was february 2020 yeah so technically that was before COVID? Yeah, it was or before like, the pandemic. I mean, before it blew up. In a way. Yeah, before the, the hype, you know, <laughs> the COVID hype. <laughs> you know, that's it. No one even remembers that anymore. But it was weird for me because we were fucking into like films and TV and shit like back in like 18 or whatever or 19. I don't even know. Like time is weird because of the COVID hype, you know, but we'd go to the movies like Remember that, like, first month of movie pass and shit out here? Oh, yeah. Movie pass was great. Like, 20 films in a month, I want to say. Or 30. I don't even know. But it was a crazy amount. And it was, like, shows and watching this, watching that. And that followed through. And, like, movie pass started dying. But we would still, like, consistently go, you know, like, once, twice a month or every now and then. Then fucking COVID comes, right? The one time that... (laughs) I shouldn't say one. The infinite time where... (laughs) We have as much time as we can to do whatever the fuck we want. And I barely watch anything. Whether it's TV shows, movies, I don't even know, documentaries, whatever it is. Could part of that be that like a lot of shit got held back? And I don't know, like just the feels, the vibes weren't right. And like the hype, because there is such thing as like movie hype and show hype. And it happened a few times with shows, like with Netflix releases and stuff. I think like Tiger King and stuff like that. And some other shows, but I just didn't even, like, feel like watching shit. It was so strange. So for me, I guess that's why I brought up and said that, like, I don't even know if there should have been an Oscars. And I know it's personal because I barely watch stuff, but... But that's also, think about it, it's from you as someone into movies. Think about people who don't care about movies or barely care. They're definitely not watching any of these. Right, and it's weird, and on top of that, Isn't this the year where, like, it's kind of cheap 
are not cheap it's extremely cheap if you do win because like like an asterisk like the astros <laughs> like a major asterisk because there's i don't know 80 percent less films than usual or some shit like that it's just a strange era or little period we're in and i don't know how did did you watch more stuff than usual during these times or how was it for you i would say i've gone in phases during quarantine of watching stuff and i would say i've seen more tv than movies but i would say during the beginning ish of quarantine i saw a decent amount of movies not as much as the years before that but still managed to catch a decent amount like throughout 2020 still in 2021 so far it's been more down but that's also because i'm like watching the sopranos now and stuff that takes up time. oh shit <laughs> okay but as far as watching stuff specifically released since the last oscars like i ended up seeing most of the stuff nominated for best picture and stuff like that but there wasn't really a whole lot to see and i think part of this too not only is it like we've been talking about less films than there would have been in a normal year and that were already planned to come out but we're also coming off an insane year like arguably one of the best years of movie releases ever. Like I was looking back over the list again, and I'll just like rapid fire go through these. This is just kind of a mix. But Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Waves, Booksmart, Marriage Story, Joker, Little Women, Uncut Gems, 1917, The Lighthouse, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, Bombshell, Ford vs. Ferrari, Pain and Glory, The Farewell, Midsommar, Last Black Man in San Francisco, and even Avengers Endgame. Crazy. That was an insane year. Crazy. No, yeah, like, I could remember two films I watched this <laughs> past Oscar year. That's Tenet <laughs> and Soul, the animated film. I remember also, I mean, I don't know if we'll touch on Tenet at another point, but I remember you saw Tenet and you came back and I was like, oh, how was it? And you're like, don't ask me what the fuck that was about. <laughs> I don't, I still don't really know what I watched. Funny shit is I've seen it a second time, mm. which is fucking strange. I, I mean, you probably also know this. We talk a lot about this shit. I don't really rewatch films. Yeah. It wasn't an option. It was more like, saw it at a drive-in, wasn't really sure what happened. And then like, I went to a friend's house and they were watching it and it was like, hey, whatever. I kind of have I'll to watch. watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't my option to rewatch it second time yeah i did get the gist of it a little bit more but still a, a mind fuck so real quick my basic thought of it was i understood enough to follow along with the movie i didn't need to know how everything worked and to me it's more of like a james bond mission impossible type movie anyway so i just took it for kind of fun and explosions and right and i think that's how i digested it the second time the first time i was literally trying to like comprehend the fucking quantum physics they were talking about and it's like yeah this is not for that literally just take it for what it is yes yeah, i mean it's not a bad film i don't hate it but it's trippy i guess to say the least yeah and that was a movie that didn't get much oscars hype i think it won for visual effects but there was a whole thing with like christopher nolan and hbo max and their whole thing of putting movies on there early and blah 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 but we don't need to go into all that but in terms of the Oscars itself, I guess first, real quick before we get into that, 
if anyone hasn't listened to our show before, we've done episodes on the Oscars in the past. And basically, for me, I like watched them off and on growing up a little bit. And then in recent years, got a little more into it just because of this podcast I listened to. It's like a movies podcast and they talk about it. So I naturally followed along because of them and like watch it just because I'm already kind of invested through them in a way. Shout out to the big picture. But otherwise, like, I wouldn't expect anyone to care about watching this. And really, I don't think they should. Like, the Oscars are not interesting. They're outdated. And they just make bad choices all the time. And basically, not to speak for you, but you just don't care pretty much, right? Yeah, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think many people just don't. And it's getting worse by the year. Yeah, I never really been into award shows like that i don't like hate him or anything like that i just don't find them that entertaining like i just prefer if it happens and i watch the highlights or just read about it on twitter who won blah 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 but yeah i mean on top of that me not caring you take into consideration what i said earlier about this year just being weak then yeah i had like zero interest i also like if it wasn't for you bringing it up to possibly record this episode wouldn't have even been aware that it was happening (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people again with the weird timing of it being at the end of april when it's usually like end of february maybe march it just threw people off they had no idea was happening at all right and in terms of this one itself like i was either half or a third watching it in terms of I had the Dodgers Padres game going, <laughs> which was, like was say, much like... better than the whole ceremony. I also was just like on my phone a bunch as well. It's not something that captivates your attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is going to be for like any Oscars, I feel like. It's not specific to this one. I mean, I don't know. I guess we could get into it now since we're kind of here, but the Oscars are traditionally like this grand ball, you know, like red carpet ceremony stadium status like big auditorium seats are filled kind of take that all away with the whole covid thing and now it's like this little hotel galleria well it's at union station but yeah no yeah but it looks like tiny no, yeah yeah or I like mean. at least what is shown on the tv it's like this weird divided like space i don't know um not saying it looks ugly or anything but it's just so different than what we're used to seeing and it feels so intimate and small i don't know like some banquet thing i don't know it was just strange like just seeing images of it that even that makes it feel a little less special in my eyes at least like yeah people are still dressed nice and like the big ballers are there and shit but other than that so you con that you would rather be a big kind of spectacle if they're gonna do it yeah you know like we're celebrating film and the movie industry and we're talking about the freaking industry that the budget is insane like budgets alone it's just like money this and big screens and then made it something that is quote-unquote big screen into something that feels super intimate and could have been a fucking youtube show you know again that's just like how i perceived it the very first intro shot which you probably didn't see but it was very short it was just like almost a scene out of like a oceans movie which steven soderbergh who directed those he was a producer on this version of the ceremony so it's somewhat connected to him like i thought that shot was cool and i really liked this top down shot they had 
of the section that they showed a few times but it looked visually cool but didn't really matter because both of those were like 0.0005% of the screen time you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and the rest of the Union Station stuff I mean like I like that it was different but as far as how effective it was I mean I don't know I'm kind of like neutral-ish I guess like I don't needed to be a huge spectacle but i also don't think it was like oh this works so well so i guess i'm in between in that way fair enough i think my bigger problem and this might be something we've talked about before on one of the other oscar episodes but the speeches just they kill me more and more every year like they were also extra long this year and i think there should be a rule that it's illegal to say thank yous in your speech because (laughs) who cares like no one knows who these people are that you're thanking bro i don't even like talking myself bro imagine like (laughs) listening to others talk like like endlessly thanking a list of people yeah like you said it's just like let's go and they tend to always be like on the border of cringy cringy is not even a word i like to use but that's like the only thing i can think of I did see some highlights and like the only one I can recall because I mean it like opened my eyes was when Frances McDormand started like howling or some shit. Yeah, like I don't a wolf. fucking know. She's a weirdo, but she's dope. I respect her. She's one of the greatest. <laughs> but I would like if I was there, I would have been the guy that like puts his head back and like falls from the chair like Marrow style. Like what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> like oh my god what did i just watch um but yeah i don't speeches of any kind we don't even have to do an episode that's like a major con yeah for sure but even in terms of all the talking besides the speeches they also didn't play clips from the acting performances and instead were like describing them in sentences like whoever was presenting it and it's like bruh nobody wants to hear this it sounds so inauthentic And I think that also tied to like a bigger thing of if you're like a casual movie person and you're tuning in and you haven't seen anything, you didn't get any context or any understanding or preview from this award show of like, oh, that movie looks interesting. I saw a scene of it, whatever. Like they didn't have any of that. And if it's something that this is supposed to be celebrating and promoting the last year in movies... You should be showing stuff from the movies. Like, there was barely any of it. I don't even know whose idea that was, but... No, yeah, it sounds terrible. Like, even one thing I thought of that they should have... I mean, there's many things, but... One super basic thing. Like, why not have a sidebar of, like... Which awards have been announced so far? Which are to come? Like, almost like a sports center... Yo. Pardon the interruption type thing. Facts. That'd be crazy. Like, that's something super simple they could add. I I don't understand how they keep thinking. Like, they thought this was, like, a drastic turn. But really, (laughs) it's the same thing, you know? With, like, yeah, that looks different. But was the ceremony or the whole thing as long as it usually is? Or was this one shorter? It was three and a half hours, so... Oh, my God. Still pretty close. How? How? (laughs) (laughs) The speeches oh my god bro two humanitarian awards (laughs) cut it that's probably another reason why i'm not into it like if they made this whole thing like a nice condensed hour yeah i mean just full of boom 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 like award 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 
performance, speech, whatever, award, award. I might tune in. Three and a half? Who do you think you are? Martin Scorsese, though? <laughs> like, nah. You don't have that respect. Um, I'm sorry. There's so many options of content to consume nowadays, and this is not it. I mean, we've talked before about, you know, this is going against even like TikTok for the younger generation now. And Yeah, it's just insane. Uh, con, the length of the show too and there were some like minor pro stuff like some of the title card designs and in memoriam graphics and stuff like that were cool but it's really nothing and one of the biggest cons of this specific oscars was that they moved best picture up to not be last when that's always been the case instead they saved the two like best actor best actress for the end and there was a whole controversy because Chadwick Boseman was expected to win for best actor and they saved that for last and then he lost and the winner Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there yeah so it was just it made them look terrible and it was just a disaster and I don't understand the idea regardless of best picture not being last because that's the ultimate finale to it so I think they should never do that again that was one thing they had right in terms of how they structure it so just they seemed very like i'm into experimental but they seemed more lost than experimental this year yeah i didn't even know that happened or that like they saved that for last that's fucking strange it's one of these things where like best picture worked in my opinion because it's the oscars it's like this thing about films and you're gonna end the show with the best film and by switching it to this it just makes it feel like this award show is now about people and popularity not necessarily like doesn't mean you're not talented obviously like the most talented or the best performance wins but it's like this self-centered thing or like this centered to a person thing instead of like best picture and it being everyone involved with this film you know yeah yeah and last year when we did the oscars episode We covered a bunch of categories ourselves, and we had a bunch to say about all the different movies. Obviously, this year, like you said, you didn't really see much, and I saw a good amount, but it was also like I'm not as enthusiastic about everything as I was last year, but basically narrowed down a few different groups that I'll just run through real quick of kind of a mix of movies and TV Mostly movies, but some TV stuff too. Alright, cool. Alright, so one smaller category we'll do real quick is Best Documentary. And I'm including series in this too. So for my nominations, I'll put The Last Dance, Dick Johnson is Dead, Pretend It's a City, and Beastie Boy Story. And the Oscar winner was My Octopus Teacher, which sounds horrible. I'm not going to watch that. But I would give it to The Last Dance, personally. That's pretty much the only one i saw as well i did jump on the hype train on that one i felt like everyone was at least and yeah if you're a sports it involved fan. sports when we didn't have sports at the time so it's like i need to watch this and yeah I'd give it to that it was pretty good still don't like jordan all that much but <laughs> it is what it is hey i mean high praise with that in mind petty gains uh yeah <laughs> Then we'll jump to supporting stuff. So best supporting actor, I got Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, 
Delroy Lindo, The Five Bloods, Lucas Hedges, Let Them All Talk. And I didn't include Lakeith Stanfield here, even though they both ran in supporting for some reason, because I think Lakeith is more the lead of that movie. And Daniel Kaluuya won at the Oscars, and I think that was actually the right choice. And I think he'll win many more Oscars for years to come. He's an incredible actor. I can't really pitch in. However, I would say I'm a big fan of Kaluuya. I mean, whatever he was in, give it to him. Like, the dude's a beast. Then we go over to Best Supporting Actress for my five nominees. Amanda Seyfried, Mank, Gina Rodriguez, Kajillionaire. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but Yoon Ya Jung for Minari. Talia Ryder for Never Really, Sometimes, Always. And the Oscar winner was for Yoon in Minari. And I would go with Amanda Seyfried and Mank personally, but I'm not mad at that choice at all. And then for Best Actor, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, like I mentioned. And I didn't want to spoil this ahead of time, but I am going to put in John David Washington for a combo of Tenet and Malcolm and Marie, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Stephen Yuen for Minari, and the Oscar winner like we talked about was Anthony Hopkins. I have no plans on watching The Father. It looks incredibly depressing. Not going to see that. And I would have given this to Riz Ahmed. I thought he was really good. And I would have been perfectly happy with Chadwick getting it also. Anthony Hopkins just speaks like he's always given a speech. So we'll go ahead and con that. Then for Best Actress, going to start off with the TV show actually with Michaela Cole from I May Destroy You. And then also tying in TV, got Hunter Schaefer for the Euphoria special that came out. And then Zendaya for both the other Euphoria special and Malcolm and Marie, combining those. Then we have Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman and Sidney Flanagan for Never Really, Sometimes, Always. The winner at the Oscars was Frances McDormand for Nomadland, but I would have gone with either Michaela or Carrie Mulligan. Either of those, depending on if you want to include TV or not, be fine with either one. Shout out to Frances, though. She a beast. Then we got Best Director. I'll start off with a movie that could technically be on the fence because it had a small release in December 2019 before getting a wider in February 2020 after the Oscars, which was when I saw it. It was my last movie before the pandemic in a theater, which was Portrait of a Lady on Fire with the director, Silesiama. Mm-hmm. And then with the other nominees, Luca Guadagnino for We Are Who We Are, the TV show, Eliza Hitman for Never Really, Sometimes, Always, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Miranda July for Kajillionaire. And Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland, which I'm totally fine with. Like, it's crazy to see just a couple years ago she had put out like a really small film and she was like doing independent stuff and now she won best director her movie won best picture she's making a marvel movie next for the eternals like i feel like she's gonna be on the path to a huge career so that'll be interesting to see and also first woman of color ever to win best director and only second woman ever which is says a lot for the oscars as we know shout out to her what Marvel movie is she directing? Eternals or The Eternals. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's like a group of... I'm not sure. <laughs> I have really no idea. 
asking the wrong person <laughs> true <laughs> you know you threw out your comics years ago <laughs> and then just to round it out i've been combining them but gonna separate them here so for best tv show i may destroy you which i mentioned we are who we are who i also mentioned euphoria specials which i mentioned and then even an animated show midnight gospel and i give the title to we are who we are and then for best picture slash movie to cap it off again depending on eligibility stuff but i'll put portrait of a lady on fire in there then sound of metal never really sometimes always let them all talk and promising young woman and Nomadland won at the Oscars, but I'd go with either Portrait of a Lady on Fire or Never Really, Sometimes, Always. Again, if you want to forfeit the first because of timing, that's fine. Then I'll just go with Never Really, Sometimes, Always. Yeah, I mean, all great nominees, I'm pretty sure. And also real quick, just to end it, I'll throw out some of the bigger cons that I hated, which was I'm thinking of ending things, just a torture of a movie to watch. First Cow also did not like at all. The Assistant was not a fan of. I would say like those were probably my biggest cons, especially the first two. And then not a con, but was disappointed in On the Rocks a little bit. The Sofia Coppola movie just because I thought she could do better. But I mean, I'll still take it. And one last thing before we go. Are you excited to go back to the theater again in general? Yeah. Theater is something I for sure enjoy a lot. Like we mentioned earlier, we'd go all the time. But I don't know if my wanting to go to the theater is because I haven't been able to do it for so long. And like once I go, it's like... Yeah, that was cool to do once type thing. That was cool to do. And now these films have to actually be good for me to want to come to the theater. Because I feel like for now, I'll watch anything, bro. Like, I might go watch Godzilla and King Kong right now. But (laughs) yeah, I... I think I am, but I think there'll be like some weird hype behind it once I do it. It's like, all right, whatever. I'm happy to have this back, but I don't know how much I'll go. Yeah, I think at first it'll be a little weird, in my opinion, just because there's so much like hype build up to yourself, I feel like, for what it'll be like. And I almost imagined it before being like, oh, go back to a packed theater and it's probably going to be more in stages, just like baseball games and everything else. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm not like itching at the same time. So, I mean, it's a good example that you brought up real quick. Like I just went to my first baseball game since COVID hit and it was the same thing. Like the feeling of getting there, the going inside, finding your seat and shit. And like once the game started, it was like, it's cool to be here, but you know, now it's up to the game to be good, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> And that was the case. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. And I'm glad to have that back. But at the end of the day, it's all about like what's in front of you. Damn, that shit sounded kind of deep, but I didn't even mean it like that. But But, yeah, you guys know how I feel. Con, Oscars, major, all the way. I still hope it gets better. Like, I don't hate on it. I don't want it to be bad. It's just bad in its idea i think and there's like a lot of room for improvement even just the little things like you mentioned before to make it better have more sports center style or be more interactive be more be shorter i don't know just cut it in half at least and yeah i think basically it just comes down to keep the 
very basic core like awards nominees etc but otherwise revamp the show almost entirely like it needs drastic change yeah and you know we've done other things on past episodes of what they should change whatever we're not going to get into all that but one last thing that i'll mention as a suggestion to them is that i think they should have their own streaming app and every year before the ceremony there should be a window where all films nominated are on that app wow having like a streaming home for all of them i think would do them good but i don't see that happening so it'll just live in the free idea world it's just something we do on this podcast just give out free ideas <laughs> that are genius but might never see light but yeah that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and i'm jack you could find me at jack bloom summer summer with an o on everything kaluya gang congrats Zhao.